0: How could you survive, if you could, in a world that was empty, a world that was nothing, and abandoned completely around you? Could you survive, and how well you, could you survive, if you could? I have a lot of friends, I have a lot of people who I know, and who know me, that some, some, a lot of them are introverted, and very much, very much to themselves. And they could probably survive fairly well, I don't know. Because um, they would, they look out for themselves, and you know, concern themselves with them, with what's going on to themselves, and they could probably do pretty well. There may be instances that come about where they have to speak to, speak to a survivor if there is another one, or they might have to use their communication skills. Which, being an introvert, because I'm not one, I don't completely understand, but being an introvert could be a little tough. Now, for me, being an extrovert and a very, a very extrovert and a very outgoing person, I thrive on person-to-person contact and getting around people, getting to know people. I thrive on that, and that would make communication, even if it's just with random objects around the world, communication very easy, it would make things like that very, very easy to do. Now assuming that I did find survivors and survivors existed at all and that I found them I could probably communicate maybe not they're in their native language or they're in my native language but I could I could communicate with them and communicate to them so there would be a way like I said maybe not verbally or I would, f- I would find a way of communication and maybe reduce it Go down and reduce it to as basically re- as basic as you possibly can. So I would try to I would try to find a way where where that could happen, or where that would happen. Um, and what if it it's just I've had things like that have that have occurred to me, and I've just wondered, like, what does the world how does the world exist and how could the world survive if it could in a situation where there isn't much. Or anyone around how could the world exist and how could people within that world survive how how would that how would that work and it would like I said it would depend on it would depend on the person if they're an introvert or an extrovert and how much of an introvert or an extrovert they are it would depend on introverts I guess it would depend on on how much you knew or how much you could learn of skills, of communication skills, of maybe not language or, or forms of language, maybe forms of communication, how you could communicate. Maybe through signs, drawing signs, I'm at a beach, so drawing signs, drawing sand signs in the sand, or drawing signs on a piece of paper and communicating that way. You could do if you knew sign language that would be that could be a way for introverts i don't know again i'm a very extroverted outgoing person so i don't know i don't completely understand um how far i don't understand introversion as best as i could i have a very good friend of mine who is an introvert introvert now and i love her i understand i love her to death and i understand her um, and, but I don't under, I, and I will freely admit, I don't understand introversion as best as I could, um, because I'm not an introvert, but I don't understand it as best as I could. I will freely admit that, but I often think that I've often thought that being, having the ability to, to deal with yourself and confine things within yourself makes it easier for you to cope in a world where you're by yourself, where it's just you. Now for extroverts and outgoing people such as myself that would be hard because you would thrive on contact you would want need contact to help you succeed and to succeed as best as you could Um, there would probably be ways where as an extrovert you could find you could find ways to communicate that would satisfy your need for contact you might end up, being, you may end up being like Tom Hanks in Castaway talking to a beach ball, but, or, but you, you'd be communicating. It would be a form of, it makes you look crazy, but it'd be, it's a form of communi- communication. You attempting to try to talk to something or trying to communicate with something. Um, there are... Wilson... That was his name, Wilson. That was the that was the volleyball's name. I was just trying to think of it as I was talking. I've often wondered that. Like, if you woke up one day, you went to sleep the previous night having just come home from work, and you woke up the next day, and the world didn't exist. And while you couldn't figure out what exactly happened, just the world didn't exist. And life wasn't going on around you. Would you immediately, would people, these days probably, would people jump to the conclusion that something had happened that something had gone on or something had occurred to the world to make it to make it the way it is, or would you just assume that the world is not as bad as maybe it looks or as maybe as I think it could look and excuse me. Attack. I have allergies, so I'm coughing lot, so I apologize. <coughs> yeah, I know. You're probably going, Wow, that sounds bad. It's just an allergy cough, and when I get allergy coughs, they just come on in full force like that. So I apologize to everyone for having to listen to that. I apologize to myself for having to do it. So it's just it's, to, to your ears. It's just as bad as to your ears as it feels, but feels in the sense that it's more than the irritating as it is a physical threat. And no, I'm not infected with anything except allergies. Um, that's that. It's just every single time throughout my life that I've had allergies, they attack and they attack and they attack and they attack and they attack. And it's, it's repetitive. It's like cough, 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 cough stop pause, cough, 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 pause. It's just, it's like a, it's, 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 it's like a cough that's very, very irritating. So, but it's not, I, I assure everyone, it's not that bad, it's not as bad as it sounds. It's only allergies. But anyway, getting back to what I was saying, there, how would, how would you survive? Think to yourself, how would you survive in, in a world of nothingness, in abandonment, in a world of nothingness? would you feel that would you feel abandoned would you feel that whatever had occurred the world would you feel that the world had abandoned you would you feel empty and at wit's end how would you react to to that and how would you how would you feel and how would you deal with it i would be if you got up and you and you realized nothing was around you I would go back see I would I wouldn't know that yet. I would go about my day starting my day you know start going through my day and being you know behaving as I normally did and then when I got to work and where I got to wherever I was going for the day I started to think something looks out of the ordinary like either I can't get in the building Or I can't get in, I can't get through the gates, I can't get in the door, whatever. And something is wrong here. So I maybe, at worst comes to worst, I maybe, I might walk around the building and figuring out, is there someone at a back entrance or someone at a back part of like a shipping door or a receiving door or a a send out door or something like that a door where trucks pull up, and are these doors looking like they're open, and then can I get in? If I can get in, maybe someone will realize, hey, maybe someone will just realize they didn't hear the doorbell ring to open the front door, and they couldn't go up to the door, so they didn't hear it. So maybe they'll realize, hey, they didn't know someone was up there. But if I got in, when I got in, I'd, I'd think, okay, now I gotta go around, now I gotta look around and figuring out if anyone's here. Well, if no one was there, I'd wonder what was going on. Like, maybe I would try to call someone and say, hey, I'm working, there's no one here, no one seems to be here, and no, there's no seems to be no life going on, what's going on? And But the, see, that's the thing with it, I couldn't get anyone. And then maybe uh, eventually I would leave the building and start to walk around the town or walk around the city and try to take in life around me, seeing if I knew what what had happened. And what, if any, clues there were that could tell me anything that might have happened. I would just start looking around and trying to deduce what I could. And I'd I, it wouldn't be right away. It might be a couple days, where I'd figure, okay, something has happened, but I can't, I can't confirm it. I can't guarantee it. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go about my day, walk around, see if I can gather any more clues, see if I can get any more clues, walk around and try and figure out what had happened. So trying to deduce what had happened. And maybe i try to go back to work again and trying to see, hey, nothing else has changed. Nothing more has changed. I don't know if I, I can get in the building. I don't know what the case is. So I don't know what's going on. So I'd maybe call my parents. I'd call my siblings. I'd call my aunts and uncles and say, trying to say, hey, maybe, can you guys see the same thing I'm seeing? Can you guys deduce what I'm deducing? So it just, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem right and I guess at some point i would come to the conclusion or I would come to the realization that maybe this is maybe it's not as bad as the apocalypse so maybe it's not as bad as that maybe it's just this area maybe I just maybe I'm just alone in this area and I'm not actually abandoned or I'm not actually by myself so let's see if the rest of the world can deduce anything for me or give me any clues, any answers. Maybe there's something out here I didn't see. So I try to hunt it down. I try to figure it out. And I try to make some some sort of sense of it. So I'd go around looking for things and I try to find out what's... I try to deduce what had happened. And if I had eventually got to the point where I had, where I had figured out that it seemed to be from what, the areas that I've traveled, I would probably find, I don't know if I would get, in a, get, get an RV, or if I would get a, a, a big car and go on a road trip. I probably might go on a road trip given that the situation at the time probably lent itself to having the fact that the car is more accessible and i already have a car i already have the car the car is more accessible the no, i might go to a hey it's it's the apocalypse it's the end of the world i'm not saying i would steal because i definitely wouldn't but you know an open rv i'd have to gas the sucker up and who would i get it who would stop me but you know i'm not saying steal but I would go around and traveling around and try and figure out, like, like the old TV show, uh, The Last Man on Earth, where Will Forte went around the Earth, went around the US, in an RV, different areas, trying to find out, trying to find life, trying to find survivors. He eventually did, and kind of, if you ask me, the whole, idea of this, the, whole, the whole idea of the plot line, the whole idea of the show kind of got out of hand because he was supposed to be the last man on earth and he found other survivors, and other men, and other, other people and he obviously wasn't the last man on earth. So I kind of understand that, I get that it kind of seems like they kind of defeated the point of the show. But anyway, point aside, I like the show. I really like the show. And like in Last Man on Earth where Will Forte went around the country, I would probably go around the country and try and find the different areas that I know, and try and see if there's people there and try and talk to them and seek them out and befriend them. I would try that out and try, just trying to see, trying to see if what it appeared to be that I was the only one that wasn't the case. And maybe I would find a house somewhere Find, finds move into, move into a house in, I don't know, move into a house on the coast of Seattle here. I know in uh, Last Man on Earth, I think they moved into a house in Malibu. Uh, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would go to Malibu, but, you know, maybe I'll stop through there just to see what it's like. But I probably would, I wouldn't end up going, living in a house in Malibu because it's just, it's too... It's too, i want to say a wrong word here, it's too snobby Hollywood for me. I just, I wouldn't, I don't think I would like it. So I would, I would probably go, like I said, go around the country, eventually find, uh, maybe come back here to Seattle, or eventually find a house that's a nice house on the beach or near a beach and try and live there and do my best to live there and survive there and it'd be tough it'd be very tough but you know i'm doing the best i can i'm surviving the best i can and i would i it, it's hard to it, it's hard one of the, like i said like i've said before and several other stories that i've told and several other things that i've that I've, that I've addressed and that I've talked to talked about is that when I write I've written a lot of things I've written a lot of stories and a lot of novels and a lot of stories and a lot of uh, things that I've posted and I have everyone the saying when you write is everyone has themes that they follow, things that they stick to, and things that they that they that that's part of who they are every every author does that have pours a little bit of themselves into a story be it fiction or non-fiction everybody every author pours a pours a little bit of themselves into that story and so you can see the author in those stories and a lot of the stories that i've written a lot of things that i've written are have a lot of the story a lot of the themes and a lot of the things are things that I write. When I write, I write things that don't that aren't in my life, that are that don't directly affect me. But I have wondered about. I never would never want to happen. I would never want to happen. But there are things that, that I wonder about. Things that are that that occurred to me. And a lot, I have I have four four very great four very great parents. My mom is a saint, and I adore her. Uh, my family, my dad and my stepmom and mom and stepdad and brother and his wife and sister and her her, her husband, my, my sister's kids, my brother's kids, all my family. I absolutely adore them and would not trade anyone or anyone or anything for the world. But I wonder what would, what it would be like if since my mom is my saint is a saint and my confidant and my right-hand person I wonder what would happen if a characters or other persons were the flip of that if their dad was their right-hand person or their dad was their loving parent they could lean on. I've often wondered that and tried to, wanted to try and explore that. Same thing, I've, everything I have write has a sense of humor to Yes, it is a sarcastic, dry, quippy kind of sense of humor, but it, has, but it has a sense of humor, and everything has a sense of humor to what I write. So, another thing is, I'm not lonely, or I'm not alone. But, a lot of the themes that I've written delve into that say what if, what if you're alone what if what if that were the case what would it be like how would you react to it and how would you solve it if you could and i talk about and one of the ways that i've talked about that and one of the ways i try to tackle that and delve into that is through the, the is through the apocalypse through the end of life, the end of the end of days, so to speak. Now I know when I say the end of days, it's a very religious kind of rapture kind of thing. Um and I've often well, I've thought about what would life be like for, for me and for other people if life didn't exist anymore. And how would they survive? How would they soldier on from day to day? And if they could. And it's, it, it's it's kind of like a psychological thing, kind of like a mystery and a wondering of how this would go on or how life could go on, and it's it's very intriguing, very very amusing. Well, not amusing. Very very amusing. as I guess if you get to sort of funny stories and funny things, I guess it could be amusing, but. It's usually not, uh, and it's usually very, like, the end of days and the, the apocalyptic thing is usually very, very hard to think about. Now, I, ask, I would ask everyone, what would, you, what would your end of days be like? How would you handle a situation if you could, if you had to? Not if you could, because a, a lot of times these situations are, not if I had to, it's like, I have to. This is being forced upon me, so I have to handle it. So how would you handle it? And I think it, it, it's just difficult. It's hard. You. When does logic go out the window? Do you, now that you don't have to worry about... Like that, and I know that sounds like I'm condoning violence and condoning violent protests, which I'm not. Which I said before in a previous episode, I believe it was absurdia, where I said a lot in a previous episode that violence is not the answer to anything, protests are protests, everyone has the right to protest anything, as long as it's as long as it's civil and safe, and and safe, everyone has the right and I defend everyone's right to protest. It's when it gets violent and unsafe then it's dangerous and stupid. But I think that at, at that point, at the end, where it's at the end and there's no there's no one around to police situations and police life and police stores and police buildings that things could get out of hand. That things could get Things could go south. I wonder that. And it's kind of very, very interesting to think. How would, do I think that a lot of situations like this, do I think that in a lot of situations like this, that violence would happen and that things would get abandoned? Probably. Uh, You have a lot of situations in life where people think that because no one is around to police them. No one is around to guard against them or protect them—not prote- well protect innocent people. That no one is around to to police them. They can get away with a lot of stuff. They can get away with a lot of crap. Um, and you probably could get away with a lot of crap, but that doesn't just because you can get away with something. Just because you should get away with something does. Just because you can't get away should is the wrong word. Just because you can't get away from, away for something and just because you should, doesn't mean you need to. Doesn't mean you can. Doesn't mean that it's a good idea. And there has to be in a situation, yes I know, a lot of people will say in a lawless morality, in a lawless, in a lawless immorality, a lawless life and lawless existence, where does morality step in? Where does the law step in and how can the law step in? And I get that. I understand that there's no one around to stop you from doing things. So I understand, except maybe your unconscious, there's no one around to stop you from doing anything and no one around to guard anything. So how do you handle things? Now, there comes a point in life or in everyone's existence. There comes a point where you have to think, okay, it's a matter of my health. A matter of my safety that I seek protection, that I seek to protect myself and my family. Now, and let's say you and your family are getting hungry or you and your family are at, at a loss for you need food or you need water or you need transportation or you're at that point where you need all this. How do you handle that? Or there's got to be a point that people start thinking, okay, I got to start looking out for myself. I got to start taking that taking that into consideration and thinking about what's best for me and my family. Now, and that that may be the point where people start taking up weapons, people taking up guns and bow and arrows and crossbows and knives. You shouldn't. I mean. Violence is never the answer, like I said before, violence is never the answer for anything. But I understand people taking, I understand in this situation, I understand that. You wanna protect yourself, and you wanna protect your family. You wanna protect those things. And the, the life at the time, and the situation is a lawless wasteland. You don't know what could be coming for something that you have and something could be coming for it, something could want it, something could fight you for it, and you have to be able to defend it. You have to be able to defend yourself. If your existence and your very well existence, your very life and your very existence of things, your very well-being, that's what I was trying to say, your very life, well-being, and existence of something is threatened, would you defend yourself? Well, yes. But you also have to take into consideration that you wouldn't want to hurt someone else. That, yeah, in, the, in that example of the apocalypse, like I said, um, you're at a wit's end, you're at your wit's end, you're at, your, you're at a loss, you're coming to an end and you're at, you're at a loss. So you have to, no one's, I mean, no one's out there patrolling you, no one's out there patrolling everything and saying that you have to, it's against the law to do that against the rules to do that well it's against what law what rule well have you seen the world out there there's no world anymore it's all abandoned it's all gone it's all it's the existence is gone who what law if i do this this and this who's going to enforce it who's going to say this this, isn't this wrong? Well, there's no one there, no one's gonna say this. It's kind of like, I know it sounds like The Purge. So, sorry for mentioning that, because everything I had seen of The Purge sounds like, a, it, it just looked like a bad movie. A bad movie and a stupid idea. A good, good principle. The principle of it, and the concept, and the creation of it. The thought process of process of it was good. When you're at your wit's end, or when you're at that point, how do you do, how do you stick up for yourself? Now I know the purge was just for one day or one night, all laws and all rules are abandoned. Everything is, is out the freaking window. Now I, I know that's what the, pur- the purge was. Now I don't, I think if you had the purge in normal life, in normal society today, it'd be utter chaos. It'd be utter psychotic chaos. Cause there are a lot of very opportunistic money grubbing. A lot of them are in political office. Sorry, that's about as political as I'll get. And that's all I'm going to touch on. A lot of them are in office, but there's a lot of money grubbing. Take advantage of self-serving people out in the world today. And if given the option for something like the purge, they would take advantage of it, and utter chaos would ensue. Now, I'm not insinuating that everywhere you have to have law and order, but you also have to have more than that. You have to have common decency for things. Now, again, when the world is at, the world is corrupt, when the world has gone under, and there's nothing around, and the apocalypse has dawned, what would you do, and how would you act, and how would you behave, and how would you conduct yourself? I get that. If no one is there, what kind of law would you follow and what kind of rules would you follow? If no one is there to enforce the rules, if no one is there to enforce the law or anything like that, what rules? how how would you follow the rules? What rules would you follow? There's nothing, no one's gonna tell you, no one's gonna slap your hand and tell you what you're doing is wrong. There's no one around to tell you that. No one around to make sure that what you're doing is wrong to make sure that you know what you're doing is wrong. No one's, gonna, no one's gonna tell you that, and no one's gonna make sure that you're on the up and up. So I urge and I encourage everyone to try and figure out, maybe answer that question. When it comes to the worst case scenario, or if it comes to the worst case scenario, if is what I should say, if it comes to the worst case scenario, how would you handle the apocalypse? How would you handle being alone and being on your own and how would you how would you deal with that if you could I don't know that a lot of theories a lot of theories of being alone is very tough to deal with how could you handle being alone I don't know if I could I'm sure it would drive me crazy after a while but how would you if all you had to deal with is yourself and nothing else you knew around you existed anymore how would you handle how would you handle yourself and how would you handle being around things and how would you handle life as it existed? And how, how, just how? Yeah, I know this is a lot of difficult and I know this is kind of an interesting, weird, kind of tough episode, kind of interesting to go off on. But just think about that. Just think about what life would be like. If you had to deal with the apocalypse, if you had to deal with the woods end, the end of things. Thank you all for listening.